I humans grace to you. It feels like it's been a minute. Um, we couldn't record. By the way, if it feels like I'm whispering or speaking in hushed tones, it's because I kind of have to, because I'm literally, quite literally, recording this at the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> Sleep has eluded me, and I thought, you know, why not just sit in a corner of the house and talk? <laughs> Um, I was saying that we couldn't get an episode last week because I was not doing well physically and mentally. And if I'm being honest, I'm not that much better, but it didn't really sit well with me to go another week without putting out an episode. So here I am just doing it anyway. Um... I have to tell you guys, it's in the last couple of weeks, I think, two or so weeks. I'm so sorry. I don't really have a good sense of measuring time. Um, But in the last couple of weeks, I have to say that it's been interesting and sobering and convicting to find out all the ways that I'm not like Jesus all the ways that I have not conformed to his image I think that when you're doing ministry um, when you're in the ministry and you're in the place where you're giving counsel people Um, come to you to seek advice people sort of come to you to give them something of a map how am I supposed to to live you know what does God expect of me and all of that you you sort of get this false sense of completion arrival in a manner of speaking where you just think oh well you know there's pretty much nothing that I can't figure out now. You know, I I, I know the right things to say. Um, I know the right things to do. I know what is expected. I know how I'm supposed to live. I know how I'm supposed to be. You know, I think I have a couple of things or a lot of things figured out. So I think that it can be, it can be quite difficult not impossible but just really difficult for people who are in the position of the clergy people who are ministering to other people in some capacity so in some way people see you as a leader people see you as someone to look up to I think it can be quite difficult to be introspective and to be honestly introspective you know i've realized in recent times that sometimes self-awareness does nothing i feel like it it, there's a tendency to be more hypocritical and even manipulative as a as someone who is self-aware like you would assume that because someone knows better 
and i'm just speaking based on like things that i've observed for example for example a guy knows that he okay let me let me use the example of a guy who some might describe as a narcissist right he knows that he he knows that this is who he he is that he's manipulative that he likes to get his way all the time he doesn't really care about anybody's feelings he does not really care about his the, um, his parents feelings or the feelings of his partner the feelings of his friends and it's just all about him all the time he's very self-centered always wants to get his way imagine this person gets into a relationship right and this thing that i'm drawing <laughs> this example that i'm just right now sketching out uh, might be imperfect but just follow me okay so this guy knows what he is right and he gets into a relationship and of course his narcissism starts to play out he knows he's he's acting out he maybe even becomes verbally abusive or physically abusive and you know he's just not treating his partner well and he's aware of this and he's aware that she's aware of this and he goes and you know during one of maybe he just lashed out on her maybe he just verbally abused her right he just catches himself and he says oh you know i'm so sorry that i'm this i'm this piece of crap i'm so sorry that i cannot be a better man i'm so sorry that i'm so self-centered and i'm so self-centered and i don't know how to think of anybody else i'm sorry that i make this hard for you i'm sorry that and he starts listing all the weaknesses that are not wrong he's very right he's saying all of these things truly but you would assume that oh okay well at least he knows that this is what he is and this these are the things that he does that he does not do that are not right he should not do and because he knows these things he will want to work on them and be better but even him listing all of all of these things oh I, I you know i know that i'm selfish i know that i that that i only i only care about my own feelings i know that i don't really give thoughts to anyone else around me he's listing all of these things but even that manifestation or that expression of self-awareness is not advantageous for the people around him if anything that expression is a means of manipulation right because somebody is aware that this is a weakness that they have does not mean that they are willing to do anything about it and in fact they will let you know that they know that it's a weakness but they're not willing to do anything i don't even know why i said that bit about self-awareness i i think just what i was trying to um pull out of that is that it is possible now speaking in the context of those who do ministry and um are members of the clergy in some capacity um you you are aware that there are things in you that are not of god there are things in you that are dishonorable to god and you know that these things should not be but the fact that you know does not mean that you want to do anything about it the fact that you are aware oh this is how i am and it should not be this way right 
I should open up myself and I should allow the Holy Spirit work on this thing and let him fix this thing in me. The fact that you know that does not mean that you will actually open yourself to the work that needs to be done. So, I don't know. I guess I just said that in passing. I don't know if that is relevant to my story um, or this is not a story. What am I saying? This is not a story. Um, I don't know if it is relevant to the conversation that will be had here today. But you guys, you know how I am. So just follow me. Follow me. (laughs) I was saying that it's been interesting and sobering to find out all the ways that I'm not like Jesus. All the ways that I do not at all mirror him. There's this thing that I've observed in me. I'm not proud of it. But I've, I've, I've observed it and even now my heart is just praying against that thing I just explained, you know, the power of self-awareness without any intrinsic change or intrinsic desire to do better. I, especially when it comes to, and for someone who... Uh, for someone who <laughs> did, okay, well, let, 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 me, let me not digress too much. So, I found out that when it comes to hurts, when it comes to emotional wounds, I don't like to talk about stuff. I don't like to air things. I don't like to wallow in things especially um, matters of my heart and my mind hurts of my heart and my mind and I know that this is not good emotional hygiene and trust me this is not just self-awareness talking this is someone who recognizes it who is now at a point where um, they realize that this can cripple very important things in their life so i'm not just saying this right because one thing that i've also observed and i know i'm sorry i realized that this this whole thing just feels very scattered and you're probably wondering you know ibele what is all this like where are you going with all this just bear with me okay (laughs) just bear with me one thing that i've um realized is that seasons reveal weaknesses and it's just it's just the way it hits you the way it comes up to you and just woozes you in the face like i've always wondered how how possible it could be that someone is walking so closely with god and you know there's they really have genuine fruit being made manifest in and through their lives but there's a very blatant very obvious part that is unyielded un- unsurrendered untouched by God like a very obvious hip bone that that God has to war with this guy and touch and conquer and somehow they're just oblivious to it I've always wondered how, like how what do you mean that you are walking with God 
and you are working this closely with him and you have these fruits i know that you're a genuine person but you don't know how to manage money let me use that as an as an example because it seems like it's a small thing but it's really not that's that's quite a big deal someone who does not know how to manage money an adult that does not know how to manage money whether male or female is in fact i i think is an is a small expression of what could be a bigger issue the issue of self-control the issue of you know lack of discipline which is well, lack of self-control as i've established um but i've realized that sometimes when working with god he does not how do i say this it's not like he keep um and just follow me these thoughts are really rough but just bear with me it's not like he reveals all your weaknesses in his slideshow and he says this is it this is it this is it, this is it but you walk and as you walk with him you get to a to a level and he's like yeah well you've been carrying this baggage from point a to point b now we're about to enter into point c and this cannot go in with you so you have to lay this down here right and then you drop that and perhaps the journey gets lighter and then you walk all the way past point d you get to point e and now you're about to go into point f and god says well there's something else that you need to surrender there's something else that you need to lay down and if you do not lay it down it's going to be to your own disadvantage and then he touches that and sometimes you're not even aware like what do you mean that this is going to be a problem for me what do you mean that i have to let and sometimes you don't even know how hard it is to lay these things down until the lord reveals that you have to right so in recent times i have realized that the way that i have dealt with things so i remember this one time that i had a something i don't i don't i would i don't even know if i would call this a fallout with a friend but um this relationship just sort of fizzled out just for no it was the strangest thing it was the absolute strangest thing just out of the blues communication just went off no um you know i tried to reach out a couple of times um without any success it, it, it was just the i can't i can't even explain what happened that's the truth and i remember that this thing hurt me so so bad so bad that i was numb for a while and i i'm realizing now that when something makes me feel numb it's probably because because there's a track record right when something makes me feel numb it's probably because i'm in too much pain to realize how deep the pain is and so i just call it numbness but i was so numb and i remember that i would go to pray and i would feel like the lord was telling me to vocalize what i was feeling like talk it out pray pray it out and i would literally say out loud i'm not going to talk about it i i don't want to discuss it i'm not interested in trashing out my feelings lord there are important things to talk about let's let's talk about ministry let's talk about mission work let's talk about um uh ministerial projects that are coming up and i would just 
hide i'll just hide that somewhere deep 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 down in my heart like i don't even want to address it let's just let's just move on let's not talk about it and every time i would go to pray after this happened it felt like the lord was saying ebele we, we, we this we can't do this like this talk about it let this thing out ask me to heal you or you know give this thing to me give this 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 burden to me give this weight to me and i would say i was so it was like i it was like i wanted to hold on to that i don't even know what i thought i was doing <laughs> punishing me punishing the i don't even know why i thought that was smart but i said i'm not going to say anything i will not discuss this with you i will not discuss this with anybody let's just move on it's fine things happen friendships die you know people decide that they don't want you to 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 keep you around anymore it's fine it's not the end of the world let's just let's move on but this past few weeks has not even been about that incident that's just like one thing that happened that i've just shared to give you an idea of how i deal with stuff like this how i deal with emotional wounds and emotional hurts I I guess I have in the last five or so years I have thrown myself so as immensely as I as immensely as I, I can anyway as I could have into the work of ministry and you know from afar we will talk about relationships from afar we will talk about marriage just about the idea of of the whole thing and we would say oh wow when we get married or when it's time to get married and it just seemed like this Even, even whilst I said it, I knew. I, I shared it with you guys a few weeks ago, how the Lord told me um, some two, three years ago, two years ago, I think, or last, I don't even know, that a relationship was not going to happen for me because I was not ready to share myself with, share myself with someone else. So even as I was saying, oh, relationship this, oh, we are single, and da 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 all the sharing all the memes and all of that like i knew in my heart that i'm not even this is not something that i really really want i've had to pray in recent times for god to put a desire for marriage in my heart i've had to pray because it's not i don't i don't i don't sit and fantasize about marriage I don't sit and fantasize about being in a relationship. In my head, there are more important things. Let's go out and evangelize. Let's, there are people to be discipled. That's, that's it. And for a long time, and I'm not, so this is the reason why I'm sharing this because you, you are, you might be listening to me and wondering, but there's nothing wrong with that, right? And for a long time, I really thought there wasn't. And just looking at it on a surface level, there really isn't anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, you know what maybe a relationship is not what is on my mind right now maybe it is i just want to focus on doing what god wants and just 
threw myself into ministry and that's it and for a long time that was what i said so even when i spoke about relationships i knew that i was not being sincere and, and i knew that god knew that i was not being since i was not really being sincere um i just kept covering it up with oh let's just do ministry and I, I have occupied myself with ministry. I've occupied myself with my education. I've occupied myself with things that I deemed more, um, more important. <laughs> things that held more weight. What did not occur to me, and this is why I said that seasons reveal weaknesses. You don't know that there's a hole in your roof until rainy season comes. You don't know that um, your net has a tear until it is nighttime and mosquitoes can fly in. You don't know that there is a hole somewhere in your kitchen until it is nighttime and the rats gain entrance and you realize, oof, that's an untended place or that's a place that I, I have not covered properly. That's a spot I have not dealt with properly. Seasons reveal weaknesses. As I have slowly neared or as I am slowly nearing what I believe might soon be a season where God will have me go on the rest of my journey with somebody else as a life partner, I am realizing it is becoming much clearer to me how I have used God and the things of God and all the other excuses that I had as a cover-up for not dealing with things. So I have said, oh, I just want to do ministry. I just want to focus on ministry. I just want to focus on God. And that's not a bad thing. But I was not, apparently I was not saying that because it, it was, it was really, a, it was, um, a, a God-given desire or a God-given appetite or anything of the sort. It was a cover-up for the things that I did not want to address. It was a cover-up for emotional trauma. It was a cover-up for um, the bad examples that I, I had seen and experienced, the bad examples that I had lived through. It was my way of avoiding this particular area of my life and now God is particular about confronting it and I have been so crippled just by the anxiety I have been so crippled by the by the fear I have been so crippled by the things that I have seen, the things that I have experienced. I have been so crippled by the things that I have been through, been so afraid of a repeat episode that I have convinced myself that, oh, you know what, please let's not worry about this, let's just, let's just do ministry, let's just do, let's just do God's work. Yeah. There are Christians who are dying in, in war-torn zones, there are people who are you know spilling their lives and 
from <laughs> pouring out their blood and just pouring their, their their lives out as a drink offering and i'm and you know we're here thinking about paul said we should not you know just funny not funny stuff like that it's different if god has particularly chosen one and said oh okay live this way this is how i want you to live because i guess the scripture does say that some people have been made to be eunuchs so i know that not everybody is going to get married right but if if you are insistent on that because you think it is a shortcut out of not dealing with issues that need to be dealt with that's not healthy number one number two god is not going to stand for that god is not going to applaud your rebellion so um even in cases like that even in those matters of the heart and matters of the mind that you don't want to deal with you don't want to um bring into conformity to the image of christ god will not say well that's a small issue i can let no god is not going to be a a participator in your rebellion god is not going to partake in your rebellion so in heart in mind in soul in in every area of your life if there's anything that looks like rebellion god will fish it out yes it may not all happen at once seasons will reveal where your rebellion is because sometimes you don't even know that there's rebellion hiding somewhere until you enter into a season that pokes at it and you realize wow god i i need help i need you this 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 thing does not look like you this thing does not resemble you and i I need you to please help me through it i need you to please help me deal with it you know So, I guess where God and I are at the moment, um, I guess this this <laughs> this point of my life, this season of my life, is called confrontation. 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 It's not the will of God for me to be caged or me or for me to be held in the prison of things that happened in my past it is not the will of god for my future to be subservient to the loopholes of my past or for my present to be subservient to the loopholes of my past that's not the will of god so yes um this it's been a confrontational i realize not just in the sense that someone is self-aware but also um also in in the sense of recognizing that this is an issue and there's work to be done this is a problem and this is what you must do to overcome that problem 
I realized that you can't keep using ministry as a cloak for things that only the Holy Spirit can fix. You can't keep using ministry as a cover-up for things that only honesty and surrender and yieldedness and vulnerability and even accountability can fix. You can't use ministry to cover that up. You can't use the work of God to cover that up. God will not permit that. God will not be God will not be a partaker in my rebellion. God will not be a partaker in my rebellion. If something looks like baggage, God will take it off of me because his chief desire is that I become more and more like him. His chief desire, his chief purpose for my life is that I am brought into conformity to the image of his son. So whatever it is that will make me not look like that, anything that will that will supply um, fear or angst or cynicism to my mind or a, any kind of feeling or emotion like that, God will not leave it be. He will not leave it be. He will deal with it. Because to God, there's no issue that is too big or too small. If it will get in the way of my conformity, then God, it's a problem. He will deal with it. You guys. But God is for us. God is for me. I have never I have never thought of the Lord and thought, oh, that's unkind. It's always been, wow, God, you're still kind like this. You're still kind to me like this, despite, in spite of God is kind and God does good and God is my father. God is my father. God is my father. He's my Lord and he's my father. He's my father. And um, God will do good because that's all God can do. He is intrinsically good. He is intrinsically kind it's not just that he does kind things or that he does good things but that's who he is so that's the only thing that he can do whatever he does is good so we commend ourselves to God who does all things well we commend ourselves to God who fixes and teaches and guides and purges and prunes. God is kind. Um, on a lighter note, <laughs> I think one of the highlights of my week, and maybe I'll just use this as my good news corner, um, is that I got to see Papa Chuka this week. You might hear me mention him a couple of times throughout the existence of this podcast however long that might be 
um when i went to see papa chuka this week and it was the first time actually of meeting him of seeing him this year i've not been able to see him physically this year but i went this week and it was so nice papa chuka is mm, like a father figure in my life and i just i thank god for him so i went to see him and it was like i said it was it was really cool it was really fun it's always fun to hang out with Papachuka. we talked about a lot a lot of stuff actually <laughs> it's always I, I i count it a privilege every time i have to sit with someone who is way wiser than me who is not who is not um um how do i how do i say this in a way that will not sound somehow i guess what i'm trying to say is that it's always very it's always very very great <laughs> it's always a privilege and a, and an amazing feeling to sit in the presence of someone who can just pour into me with wisdom and grace and kindness with words so i remember i remember saying to Babachuka how because i was sick from may till about the end of july august this year that i really felt like many many things i wanted to do this year ministry wise eluded me like just coming back bouncing back in august after i had been ill for a couple of months it sort of set me backwards and i've been thinking about it i've been moping over it i've been i've just been beating myself up that oh all of that time just wasted there were so many things i wanted to do this year ministry wise just several things that i had in mind right several projects that i needed to just do things that were weighing on my heart and then may happened and you know i was just saying to him how, how i felt bad about it and he told me that you can't continue to count success as things that you are success uh, you can't how did he say let me just paraphrase it says you can't continue to measure success by things that you are able to tick off a list if all that you did this year is survive and you really did survive because you were fighting for your life quite literally if all that you did this year was survive you've had a successful year because now it's the end of the year we're doing that thing we usually do at the end of the year where we're taking stock we're looking at how the year has been the things that we've done and i know that i said that um i said it in the i think the last episode or the last two episodes that i did how you should not just be looking to the material things to define if you've had a successful year and i whilst i believe that i guess because i was thinking in the context of oh the work of ministry the work of is so easy for even noble things to consume you in a way that is not healthy in a way that is not honorable even to god right so i've just been thinking about it in that way that oh gosh several things i wanted to do ministry wise i was not able to do several places i wanted to go uh, there were many more prisons I wanted to visit this year. But May to August happened and I'm like, Lord, the whole year has just gone very, very fast. And when I came back in August, or from August up until now, it's been so hectic. You, you won't even believe it. It's been 
so hectic. And you know, he was just saying to me, you fought this year and you won. You, you won yourself. That was the prize <laughs> this year. You won yourself. So stop looking at success or stop trying to measure success by something that you've written on a list somewhere that you want you want to you want to check off and that was really comforting for me to hear to be honest that took some pressure off me and he said in the future you may have moments where you need to take time and rest you may have seasons where you need to withdraw and tend to yourself and you have to see that as success too you have to recognize when you need to be refueled you need to be refreshed and you withdraw yourself from what no matter how noble it is because you, you can only do god's work when you are well you can only do god's work when you are healthy so if you need to withdraw don't see it as you losing the but it's not a it's not a a competition now i'm paraphrasing of course but you get the point it's not you're not you're not it's not a competition against yourself if you need to take time off to rest and refresh and refuel do that that is success too whatever you need to do at any point in time to not lose yourself is successful even if that thing is rest so that was wise and i needed to hear that I needed to hear that how are you doing you know how we do it please let me know how you're doing um just <laughs> let me know how you're doing okay let me let me ask something definite so that you know what to write in, in the in the box um let me see okay we're in december right now you could let me know how you would describe december so far if if you hopeful let me know that you feel hopeful if you feel blair let me know that you feel blair honestly i just i'm just asking how you guys are and i just want to know how you are i hope that you're well i hope that you're strong i hope that you feel good i hope that um you're healthy in heart in mind and in body i pray for you that you will be blanketed with the love and peace and goodness of christ jesus i pray that you are endued with might by god's spirit in your inner man that for those who feel weak you are endued with strength for those who feel confused you are endued with clarity for those who just feel so let down so so beat up you just you're just exhausted i pray that times of refreshing will come even now from the presence of god and even whilst you're under the sound of my voice right now that there will be a a release of energy a vivification a a, a revival staring up welling up within you that whatever burden is weighing sitting on your heart will be lifted that you will 
end this episode feeling lighter than you were when you first started to listen in the name of jesus god will meet your needs whatever they might be whether they are financial needs whether they are physical needs whether they are emotional or mental needs god will meet your needs in the name of jesus god will meet your needs in the name of jesus i come against weariness in the name of jesus i come against despair in the name of jesus I come against weariness in the name of Jesus. I come against despair in the name of Jesus. You will eat of the goodness of God. You will eat of the goodness of God. You will eat of the goodness of God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, let me just give you one light-hearted gist. gist, And then, um, we'll call it a day. So, this week I had to go and pick up my driver's license. My driving school instructor, he has been calling me for a very long time. I've been so busy. So, you know, um, I I was like, if I don't do this thing this week, I will not do it again this year. And I didn't want to carry that responsibility into next year. So, I picked out a day this week. It's like, oh, we are going to go with someone, someone who also learned under him. We're going to go to the, there's a licensing center at, um, a licensing office at Anthony in Lagos. So he said, this other guy that you're going with, this other student, he has a car. So I want to kill two birds with one stone. (laughs) My friend will say kill two stones with one bird. I have, I want to kill two birds with one stone. So you will go with, you come along with us and then the two of you just go and do your capturing like that now he already told me i think during one of when i was still like when i was still in driving school when i was still undergoing my training my 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 teacher i wouldn't call him garulos but he just he 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 likes conversations he was a he is a conversationalist I hope that's I hope I no I did not just slap a term that I did not really I do not really understand this is my English this morning now uh, my teacher likes to talk so during one of our training sessions he mentioned to me that uh, there's this group of guys or is it one guy he talked about that he just started to train that they're actually Yahoo boys they just got a car recently but they don't know how to drive or he does not know how to let me just use the they don't know how to drive so he's been teaching them recently and so when um he said oh that this guy had a car i sort of connected that maybe this is one of the yahoo boys he said he had been teaching and he confirmed it whilst we were waiting for the guy to to come so we got to the licensing office they gave us um some documents whatever asked us to go to attach our passports to the documents and we didn't have passports because our teacher forgot to mention to us that you have to come with with passports so we didn't go with with any passports but there was there's an office inside there where you can go to take passports so we go there um go to take passports we're about to pay the lady says oh it is 800 naira for four coffees i'm about to pay for the two of us because i mean it's 800 naira i can part with 800 naira and the guy just says oh don't worry i'll give her the money i'm like no it's okay it's just 800 naira. i'll pay he says no i should not worry that he will pay the money we go into there's this place where you're supposed to do the actual capture cap, capturing capturing cap, <laughs> capturing so you you will sit in a chair and you face this box looking device and 
anyone who has been to the licensing office knows how it works so i had to go before him the, the that office could seat three people so the officer in charge of the procedure me and the other guy he was just waiting for me to go first and then he would come after me so after i was done with my own process the officer says oh anything for the weekend you know how they usually do <laughs> nigeria um, i just smile politely or laugh politely and i say ah sir nothing no it's like do something do something do something now I'm, I'm very uncomfortable but i'm not even in the mood to i'm just not in the mood so i say ah well i will have to go and withdraw some money because i don't have i need to find the pos because i don't have cash with me and i was being honest i didn't have cash with me that was why i wanted to transfer to the passport person in the first place um and the guy who is watching this interaction says don't worry i'm going to give him something for the two of us that's number two now i come out and um i go to because what i got was a temporary license the permanent one apparently is supposed to come after a few months they'll deliver it to you so i go to the place where you're supposed to laminate they, they direct me to one corner of the building somewhere where I, i'm supposed to go and laminate my um temporary license so i go there and the guy is like i think he says it's 400 naira or something i'm like oh do you take transfer he said he does not take transfer so i go i'm i'm going out to go and find a pos when i come back the guy has already left the capturing office and he's already at the lamination office and i'm just i'm just about to give the guy my money for the lamination and he says don't worry he's already paid for the two of you okay (laughs) okay so this guy the driving instructor and i we finished the business that we came for and now we are headed like back to where he parked so that we can go back to where we came from now whilst we are walking outside the driving instructor makes a comment that ah i hope this um road safety guys will not harass you you know where you've parked your car i hope everything is still all right whilst you're walking to the place and the guy responds and says well anything we then talk now just to send them money and i thought to myself in that moment how efficient how very efficient it is to have money and then i thought hmm it's well to be fair to be fair i wanted to say that it makes sense why some people just bury their values but i don't think it makes sense but i think let me just say i can understand why it appears that some people will bury their values and bury bury their ideals because of money many people will willingly marry partners that they don't love partners that they know are not good for them because at least this person can meet my needs. I don't have to worry about 
wearing the latest stuff i don't have to worry about using the latest gadgets i don't have to worry about living like a like a queen or a princess that i am this person can meet my needs so that's all i'm looking for i can understand why even moving it away from the marriage example to just real everyday experiences i can understand why some people have had their consciences so seared that they don't even they they do stuff like duping people of their hard-earned money duping people of things like their school fees their hospital bills and they do these things without caring for the consequences without any iota of remorse because what is waiting on the other side what is waiting uh, uh, on the other side of success in that mission is efficiency is ease is the ability to do anything and get away with anything and be able to easily sort out anything because you have money when i just thought that thing to myself how efficient i said wow <sighs> wow oh it's not a big deal now just to send them money and, and that was it and that was it i don't even know why i told this story it's just something that i've been I guess thinking about since the day that it happened I've just been thinking about it every now and then it will just come back to me and I'll just be like oh the efficiency of having money and how that can cloud your judgment he wanted to take us out to eat at a restaurant and I had to just make up some excuse about needing to go back to work because I said to myself I'm not going to participate in this any more than I have to right like you paid for the passport fine you paid for you gave you settled the um uh capturing officer that's fine you pay for the laminating okay well that's okay but I'm not going to accept any more than I have to so restaurants to go and sit down somewhere with you and watch you spend other people's money quite literally i don't even care if i'm coming up as judgmental i know how damning i know how this can can ruin people's lives both the victim and the perpetrator of the crime so forgive me if i'm coming off as judgmental it's just it's just the way it is to me i'm not going to intentionally like i know that this is what you do i know that you hurt people to load your pockets with money and then i will know this and now go and willingly sit down and be chummy chummy with you in a way i'm not going to do that thank you for what you've done so far if i could repay you i would i'm just not trying to be dramatic or stir up any trouble so i'll just let the things that you've already done just go right it's fine but any more than that no thank you i'm good but like i said i've been thinking about it like off and on just remember it and hmm. <laughs> gosh 
that was even like just a, a very small thing that I I witnessed, right? I've 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 seen I've experienced things like that before with people who are not necessarily people who are not 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 necessarily people who are not people who make their money legally, right? But are doing well for themselves and how they just very easily pay for stuff. Oh, this is an issue. They don't have to think too much about it. They don't have they don't need to particularly pray for god to send the money to sort out that issue they're just like okay well how much would this cost well we have some money here we can pull it out and sort this out but i guess just for some reason this particular experience just stood out for me how this guy and i'm sure what he spent was not even it was not even it he probably gave them maybe 2k 3k stuff like that and you know but for some reason this thing just sat with me that someone can have a a mindset like that about money somebody can think like that about money and just go well whatever it is now just to send them money and and it's okay we can go (sighs) i hope that in a in a bid to enjoy the ease that In a bit to enjoy the ease that money can can bring into a person's life. We do not lose ourselves in the process. That we do not think, oh, whatever I have to do to make sure that I never have to worry about money again. Whatever I have to do to make sure that I always have money, I will do it and damn the consequences and i'm not going to care what happens after i hope that we never have to be people like that i hope that i don't know i hope that mammon does not corrupt us that's that's the point that's the point i'm I'm trying to arrive at i pray that mammon does not corrupt us i pray that mammon does not corrupt us I'm imagining someone, a young boy of maybe 18, 19, witnessing that entire thing. And this impressionable teenager is seeing this guy easily drop money for this and drop money for that. And he's hearing him make remarks like that. And he's thinking, ah, this guy is my role modelo. Especially if that teenager is coming from a place where he has experienced lack or he has been raised in in a household where things were not sorted out that efficiently. He will look at a person like that and say, whatever this guy is doing that that has enabled him to live like that or to be able to easily sort things out like that, I want it. I've I've just been imagining how that a young person like that or what a young person of that age might take away from this experience. And I'm like, God, I beg, please help, please help our youths, especially our men. I mean, our women too, but especially our men, especially our men, especially our young boys. I have two brothers. I have two brothers and I know, I I know what leaving out societal pressure can can do to the mind of a young boy i know what 
trying to live up to society's expectations trying to live up to 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 the glam attached to youth can do to the mind and the heart of a of a young boy and just if you have any young boys around you please remember to to pray for them and to encourage them if you have any young teenagers around you just say young teenagers as if they can be old teenagers if you have any teenage boys around you whether they are your brothers whether they are just your neighbors if you are around them somehow you 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 have a responsibility in their upbringing however little as long as you they are around you interact on some level you share in the responsibility somehow so don't don't forget to encourage them don't forget to there's a world that is speaking very very loudly to their minds and to their hearts and is telling them that compromise is a very small price to pay for luxury and for affluence and and for the world you can have the the world is literally offering them the world you can have the entire world at your feet but no matter how loud the voice of the world gets there's no voice more powerful than the voice of god speaking through a yielded vessel so don't forget to encourage them don't forget to plant seeds of righteousness not just in words but also in deeds in in actions be a good example be a good example pray for them and i i mean this truly please pray for them pray for these teenage boys please pray for them the pressure is insane and i live close to it so i know what i'm talking about may god help us and give us wisdom and just give us the grace and strength to be faithful stewards in jesus name well that's our episode for today i'm sorry if it was a little bit depressing (laughs) i'm sorry um i'll try to make the next one happier by the way merry christmas in advance compliments of the season is it starting to feel like christmas where you are it's not where i am but i'm hoping that as the day draws closer we'll be able to get into the groove um and i always like to use this season to like so badly i mean i i know that we're celebrating but i also like try every year to not lose myself in the celebration and also soberly reflect what we are truly celebrating soberly reflect on what we are truly celebrating um and i would encourage you to do the same okay if you, if you don't have money for christmas cloth that's fine <laughs> if you don't have money for if you don't have money for christmas hair that's okay that's okay it's not really about the hair or the cloth anyway it's about him the son of God who died so that the sons of men can also become sons of God son of God who became the son of man and died so that the son of men can become sons of God blessed be the name of the Lord God bless you God keep you God preserve you I hope you enter into a fantastic week that's assuming you're listening to this on a Sunday Thank you so much for spending this hour with me. Um, Don't forget to tell me how you're doing, okay? Thank you. Take care. Bye, humans. Grace to you.